Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Taking It to the Mats. He is Matt, and I am Matt. And Matt, we are going back in time to SummerSlam 91 today, and we're talking about that main event, that match made in hell, and we're entitling this episode Circle Gets the Square. We might, we might have to elaborate for our listeners what we're thinking there, but this should be fun. This was, again, my first pay-per-view that I ever bought as a kid, and it was epic. And uh, But you're thinking that it could have went down a different way. Yeah, and that's, I think, you know, it ends up being kind of a square main event. Got a lot of shapes going on. The triangle of terror for Sergeant Slaughter, Madison Square Garden, but it's a big yep. circle in the center of New York City. Sounds like a PlayStation controller almost. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. But uh, let, me, let, me, let me shape up here and start moving in the right direction. No, seriously. Um, it struck me even at the time in 1991 as a, like, who cares main event, hmm. right? Because I never th- saw Adnan and Mustafa as like competitors, as actual wrestlers at a caliber that could go against Hogan and Warrior. I mean, right. that is, you know, no <laughs> pun intended, like the ultimate tag team. I mean, your two biggest, yeah. <laughs> like, like monster faces, basically, right? right. I mean, you go back to you go back to Survivor Series '90 when they were on that ending team with Tito, and they won the whole thing, and they beat five people, right? And, and Big saying, caliber stars. Yeah, and you're saying that. I mean, like you're saying Mustafa and Adlon, you put them together, and I don't know, I don't even know if they make up a one good wrestler together. And then Slaughter, you know, he just takes punishment. So it was right. Um, like Slaughter was not a great worker, and I think to that point. For us, like Mustafa was never acknowledged as being the Iron Sheik, right? Like, completely separate. Yeah. So yes, you one could argue like the Iron Sheik and Sergeant Slaughter against Warrior and Hogan is, but that was not who he was. No, right? no, he was he was he was another Slaughter lackey, and he would have. I'm pretty sure maybe Adnan didn't or as much, but he Mustafa would have matches on like superstars and whatnot, and he would. He would put someone in the camel clutch and get over on a jobber, but that was about it. Otherwise, he was the usual jobber. Yeah, and like he kind of did the bushwhacker thing when yeah. he walked in the ring, and like I had some questions about that. Mm-hmm. So like I didn't fully embrace this main event when it happened. Yeah. That being said, you know I know we'll talk more about SummerSlam '91 in, in a later episode because it's just a peak time for us. Mm-hmm. growing up as as fans and yeah. you know you said it was like your first pay-per-view mm-hmm. it was definitely like the first it was part of that time period where i was definitely more aware of like interests and hobbies and like i remember like summer of 91 in in jersey new york area it was awesome like mm-hmm. i remember like looking so forward to SummerSlam 91 which yeah. is sweet because it's uh august 26th so that's like your last hurrah. Like you're back yeah. to school shopping. Like you're getting drugged to the mall. You're, you're like getting new shoes. You're getting your new clothes. You're like, this is awful. Yep. But I'm still looking forward to this event. Yep. It was the um, end of the end of the summer party at, at the house, yep. with, you know, pizza and whatnot and friends over for the first ever pay-per-view that I ever got. But yeah, it was probably like, I don't know what day of the week it was, but it was probably maybe even the next day we went back. Well, actually back then, 
Back then, I feel like we didn't go back, like we didn't go back in, in until September. So we might have had another week or so. But yeah, like after maybe, Labor maybe, Day. Yeah, like you know, and that's kind I of feel like not day. until maybe even high school did we start going in August ever. But yeah, but it was close. It was it was like you knew the end of the summer was coming. Oh, it's it's darker earlier. You can hear the bugs, like the end of summer bugs, and you're like, no, <laughs> don't do this to us. No. <laughs> I know. I remember. Like I know you you said you thought of you thought of it as like a who cares. I remember, like I think I shared in a previous episode, like um, you know they would show on you on superstars and wrestling challenge in the event center the upcoming live events and they would advertise like a lot of warrior undertaker matches and i i think i share with you like i thought those were pay-per-views that they were advertising so like we tried to call and get the pay-per-view and there was no pay-per-view so i was really excited for this pay-per-view and i was excited as a kid that like whoa like hogan and warrior on a tag team like they're that's awesome they're gonna dominate and whatnot like i didn't think of it as like well, they're going against like people they should dominate, like you know exactly right. Yeah. Like, this wasn't to the caliber of, of even some house shows on paper. Yeah. Um, and you know, like I said, like I remember like getting ready for obviously the match made in heaven. You got the Elizabeth Savage wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking about like New York, hot summer '91. You had a couple weeks before that. Paul Simon plays this massive concert in Central Park, like a hundred plus thousand people. It was like simulcast on WNEW one two seven. I remember like recording it off the radio. Nice. Um, <laughs> recording it off the radio. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Put the tape in, hit record. You know, getting all that. Yep. Still have that cassette. Oh, awesome. Um, and then. Oh man, I'll have to be something I have to share out. And then thinking oh, about visit, visit us on Instagram for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's I, I, it's in my archives. I'll pull I'll pull that out. Yeah. <laughs> and then I remember too, like leading up to SummerSlam '91, seeing the defending Super Bowl champion Giants taking on your Jets. Right. Yep. Yep. In Giants Stadium, a couple days before the event, and Giants won 24-10. Um, but I remember like that summer was. That was an awesome summer. Yeah. I just like remembered like what it was like in that summer. Mm-hmm. So like, I think we both remember this event super fondly. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Uh, watched it many times. <laughs> oh yeah. And like I said, we'll dive into the, um, the whole card at another time, but I was thinking about the card and I was thinking about the main event and thinking about the direction that they wanted to go. And I think the first things first is like, the world title is not on the line. Yep. <clears throat> Which is at, not at, at like, I guess I don't actually I don't know what they considered like the second biggest pay per view back then. Like, looking back, I thought SummerSlam was one of the biggest, and then like the Royal Rumble and Survivor Series were kind of your different type of pay per views, and then WrestleMania and SummerSlam is where most stuff happened, like right. title title matches, title changes, whatnot. But but yeah, like. Hogan beat Slaughter at WrestleMania seven and then kind of kept going into this, but yeah, not, no title on the line, just kind of a weird scenario getting thrown together. Yeah. Which is not unprecedented, right? Cause no. you had like the mega powers, you had a SummerSlam main event, like Zeus, you had beef yeah. cake in one. Like, so it's not uncommon for the SummerSlam main event to not have gold on the line. Right. But before I propose a rebooking for this match made in hell and try to make a main event that 
I think would appeal to viewers at the time and would set the company up for success, even knowing the warrior is going to be on the outs. Mm -hmm. right? I mean, that story is, is the stuff of legend now, but you didn't know that at the time. Right. Yeah. But I, I do want to throw this scenario out to you. Mm -hmm. Do you think there was any plausible way that Hogan warrior two could have headlined SummerSlam 91 because you've got the warrior losing at rumble 91 to slaughter under unbelievably dubious circumstances with macho king's interference true macho king loses a career match so he's out like that blow off happened yeah hogan beats slaughter yep the next pay-per-view because we're talking 1991 here so there's nothing in between wrestlemania and SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. i mean from a business standpoint you could pack the house like you could have moved this to like shea stadium or giant stadium to see Hogan, Warrior 2, but again, and I, and I know you've talked about this, face versus face. Yeah. What are your thoughts about that coming to fruition and or, or possibly, do you think that was ever really considered? Should it have even been considered? Like, what would that match have even looked like? If I know. Uh, there's a lot of thoughts that come into my head. First, like, I think, like we were talking off camera, I think... For it to have happened again at SummerSlam 91, I think you would probably have, would have had, like, I didn't hear anything about that possibility. So I never, ever thought of it. Um, for that match to happen, I think you would have had to have a warrior heel turn. I don't think you could have done a face versus face again. And because if you, and if you did, I can't see how, how do you have the warrior beating Hogan twice? Like, like, and you want, like in your scenario, you want the warrior to somehow get the title back. You want that uh, to avenge Royal Rumble 91, like somehow, but for him to beat Hogan again, just because he lost it to slaughter and kind of savage, like doesn't really make much sense as a face to face, face versus face again. And in MSG, like, and I feel like the MSG crowd would have been Kind of, even back then, a totally different crowd than the the Canada crowd was, and yeah. you know, for WrestleMania six. But um, yeah, I don't. I at the there like obviously there's just it goes from Mania to SummerSlam, nothing in between. There is months in between, so they could have done some sort of they could have done some sort of. I don't know, because how do you do a heel turn just on like a wrestling challenge? Maybe a Saturday Night Main Event, maybe. But like for the warrior to go for the warrior to go heel, it would have been it would have been crazy, and yeah. then and then and then obviously like if you're throwing out the fact that he left at this pay per view like you know did that whole thing if you're kind of discarding that then you know maybe maybe he be he could beat Hogan as a heel and then go on, um, you know as a heel champion for a while and then that runs for a while but i i never saw it at that time and yeah. I, I don't remember too much um again we talked about like warrior won the career ending match at wrestlemania yet he was barely seen until this match i feel like he he was on he was at house shows against the undertaker i guess all summer but like i don't remember him being on television for much at all for like you know from wrestlemania to summerslam and then obviously he did the whole hold up thing at summerslam and 
left the company, but um, I think it would have been it would have been a crazy turn of events if, yes. if, they, if they actually had that match somehow. But um, so do you do you remember? I kind of forgot about this, but do you remember WrestleMania Seven? Hogan mm-hmm. Hogan beats Slaughter, but they show afterward. Do you remember the aftermath? Like because I you told me you're before before we're talking. You told off camera where you were saying like you didn't see the need for this match, like at the you know the Triangle of Terror match at SummerSlam. But do you remember after he beats him, like he's he's bloody. He goes and they show him going into the locker room with blood on his face and a towel, I think. And he's got someone with him, like maybe a ref or like someone like that. He's got the title around his waist and he goes into the locker room and Slaughter is standing there with what can only be described as a flamethrower and blows (laughs) fire, blows fire in Hogan's face in the locker room. And Hogan just goes down in a heap. And then they start like, I'm pretty sure they start like kicking him while he's down. I cannot find this video anywhere on the internet, but it happened. Like, I don't remember. Do you remember this? I remember a fireball. And this is at at seven, like in LA? After seven. Yeah, like in the locker room after seven. But I don't know if they, I don't know if they showed it like, cause I didn't get seven. So I don't know if they showed it like as an extra clip after the pay-per-view, but they might've showed it on Wrestling Challenge. Right, like, oh, look, check out what happened. Right, yeah. And it was one of those crazy scenes, like almost like the the Macho Man snake bite or something like that. Like, what is, like Slaughter just like threw a fireball (laughs) in Hogan's face. And so that was the only thing that I remember that like kind of led me to believe that it's not over between Hogan and and those, and the Triangle of Terror. But do you vaguely remember that? I do. Now that you're saying it, I absolutely do. Okay. Because I hoped I wasn't making it up because I can't, you would think that internet. That's one of those Mandela effects going here now. (laughs) (laughs) You would hope that's on the internet somewhere, but I cannot find it anywhere. No, no. Because Hogan does talk a lot about in the promos leading up to the match made in hell, about how like he's gone to hell and back with slaughter warriors gone to hell and back with slaughter mm-hmm. they really sell this idea that like it's not over and like as long as slaughter is like this presence yeah wwf it's, it's a major problem um so on that note like we agree like like hogan warrior not really ever going to happen the yeah. sequel right yeah um, it's interesting though when you talk about a heel turn because when you watch the promos leading up to the match made in hell and it's Hogan and Warrior, Warrior constantly references like the ultimate challenge. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that he wrestled Hogan and, and beat Hogan, yeah. you know, and the fact that, you know, the Warriors and the Hulkamaniacs, like they've come together, like they're sending their soldiers in, you know, for yeah. this big event. And it's awesome. And, and it's like, you watch, like, yeah, that's cool. But then like you look on paper, like who the competition is and it just doesn't, doesn't really work right. out. But when you watch those promos, it's like at any point in time, is the warrior just going to drop Hogan with a clothesline and <laughs> this is the heel turn like right here, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it ultimately becomes this match. Yeah. So I'm going to throw out a scenario. Yeah. And I want to see kind of what you think about it. Mm-hmm. Is it plausible? Is it an improvement? Are there things I'm not considering that, you know, could be done better Yeah, uh, that way? Nice. So when I was thinking about the rebooking, um, you know, I wasn't going to make it 
a totally different match. You know, the title's not on the line. It's going to be a tag match. Um, it's going to be a six-man tag. Mm-hmm. So here is... So still still no world title match. Still no world title match, yep. right? Still no world title match. Mm-hmm. But here's my thought. So Slaughter loses WrestleMania 7. He was Adnan and Mustafa's guy, right? They threw in the whole geopolitical Persian Gulf War spin to it and, mm-hmm. you know, Slaughter being a traitor. <clears throat> kind of him being like their chosen guy. Yeah. So Slaughter is now seeking to redeem himself and have a rematch against Hogan and like by proxy, the, the ultimate warrior in the United States, right? Because obviously at this point, the war is over, the United States won. So they're still trying to get some, some extra heat off of this. There is a untapped storyline that I started to think about when I was thinking about our guy, Fred Ottman, Typhoon <laughs> Tugboat, okay? So Tugboat was always advertised as being like Hogan's buddy, right? right. Like tag right. team with Hogan, he was on a Survivor Series team with Hogan. Yeah. In between WrestleMania 7, because at WrestleMania 7, he goes against Perfect for the, oh no, I'm sorry, he does not go against Perfect for the Intercontinental Bell, that's boss man. I remember there being a match after WrestleMania 7 on like Superstars, Typhoon, mm-hmm. Tugboat, and Perfect. Oh, okay. Nice. The Intercontinental Bell. Yeah, like very, very vividly that match. So, but Tugboat doesn't necessarily have like closure with Hogan when he makes the heel turn to Typhoon. Right. And yeah, it has nothing so, to do with Hogan. Yeah, like he goes from this big guy that could absolutely give Hogan a run for his money. He teams up with Hogan's arch nemesis Earthquake from SummerSlam 90. Right. And like, it's not really touched upon. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking the natural disasters are going to be tapped by Adnan and Mustafa to be Slaughter's mercenaries. Because at SummerSlam 91, the natural disasters squash the Bushwhackers. Yeah, that doesn't need to happen. I'm pretty sure that was the typhoon turn too. Like they turned on the bushwhackers. Like her, it was a six man, and it was like earthquake and the nasties against tugboat and the bushwhackers. Mm-hmm. But then yep. tugboat became typhoon. Yeah, yeah. So like they do this blow off, and Andre the Giants in the corner of the bushwhackers. He's not well at this point. You know, he's got yeah. the, the the braces, the crutches. Yeah. So instead of having them crush the bushwhackers they're going to be tapped to go against Hogan, mm-hmm. Warrior, mm-hmm. and a guy that we've talked about who can go from top of the card to jobber to mid card and back at any point in time. And he fits perfectly with the patriotic theme. Hacksaw Jim Duggan oh. is the <laughs> third member of this team. Awesome. So we're going to go Slaughter, Natural Disasters, Hogan, Warrior, Duggan. So that's, that's set up. That's, that's in many aspects, that's huge. <laughs> yes, right. And Adnan and Mustafa are still going to be in the corner, right? Like they're still going to be in the corner. So they're going to be a part of this, mm-hmm. but it's going to be the, the, the six-man tag. There's going to be some personal kind of feelings now because Hogan's going to embrace the fact that like Typhoon was a traitor. He's teaming with Slaughter and he's teaming with Earthquake. There's some hurt feelings. Mm-hmm. You've got two competitors who can really mix it up in the ring, right? Mm-hmm. When you think yeah. about the Natural Disasters first teamed, that was unbelievable. Yeah. Right? Yep. <laughs> and it also is going to start to build heat for a heat, uh, heat for a heel tag team because the Nasty Boys are going to drop the title to LOD. Mm-hmm. So this is going to even put a heel tag team at a bigger level. 
Yeah, definitely. So that's the booking I like that I see. I like it. I like it. For the match. <laughs> right? So I see that as the booking. Mm -hmm. And I see the match. And this is where, I, this is kind of my interpretation. And then um, please feel free to kind of take it okay. which way or kind of how you could see it going. Yeah. But I see this as an opportunity to do two, actually, I think you could do, get three things out of this match. Mm -hmm. Okay, one. I think you get the natural disasters crazy over. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. you can have Earthquake and Typhoon really put Hogan, Warrior, Duggan to the test. Oh, like, yeah. Duggan is clearly the guy getting hammered. That's got to make the hot tag. <laughs> he is taking that role as the face that is just isolated in the corner getting pummeled. Right? <laughs> and he'll sell that great. He will do his job. He will earn his keep that match. Mm -hmm. What I see happening is Quake and Typhoon dominate the match to a point where they get Hogan in the ring spent. Like Earthquake Splash. Like Hogan is already hulked up. Like he is, he's down. Mm -hmm. Mustafa and Adnan, very happy with how this is going on. Yeah. They insist that Slaughter go in the ring and put the camel clutch on Hogan to finish this thing off. Mm -hmm. Right? So these disasters are almost kind of like told to go to the back. And they're kind of like, what do you mean? Like, what are you doing? And he can get the warrior chasing them out all right with, so the with, the same, with the same steel chair as as he did you know those guys in the real SummerSlam. yes exactly so he's kind of kind of see what's going on and he's going to engage the disasters and they're going to kind of battle themselves out because remember like the warrior kind of like disappears at the end of this match yeah. oh yeah oh side note my goodness how can i really this sid justice is not involved he's not i was gonna say yeah we're not we're saying that's sid is not a rep yeah, although joke. although this match is very it just got bigger than it was so you might need a special enforcer like him for this kind of thing but oh with that yeah. shirt with the stripes <laughs> what? Well, we'll leave him we'll leave him out remember when he remember when he peeked through the curtain at the end yeah <laughs> He's a character. Yeah, he really is. We'll, um, leave him, we'll leave him out. We'll put poor poor Earl Hebner to the test here, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a great Earl spot. <laughs> so you got Duggan kind of coming to his senses on the outside. You've got Slaughter. He's got Hogan in the camel clutch. It is like over. Mm -hmm. You know how I feel about Hogan. You know how I feel about the whole routine. I'm going <laughs> to lean into it. I'm going to play into it. Hogan starts the whole gut. Mm -hmm. while in the clutch while in the clutch he's getting the juice yeah. he's starting to shake that head duggan is now clapping like crazy <laughs> on the outside madison square garden is rocking he gets up he breaks the hold the finger wag the hit the, the three punches off the ropes the boot the leg you know the slant it's mm -hmm. over i feel like maybe even duggan or you can you can go with your scenario i was gonna say i feel like maybe even duggan during this time he's gotten up the warrior and disasters are gone and he's like made his way over and try and almost like uh, starting to get on Adnan and Mustafa. He's used like the two by fours, like yeah. the, the two by four is the rifle. Yeah, he's like totally like. Yeah, while like the so the crowd's going crazy for that, and they're going crazy because Hogan's you know making his comeback. I like it. Right, and Hogan wins it like cleanly wins it. So you get kind of the blow off of that. So the disasters are protected. Like the disasters look really good. 
Yeah. The only reason they're kind of pushed out of this thing is because Adnan and Mustafa kind of saw them as like opportunistic, mm-hmm. right? To take on them. Warrior gets his spot and he disappears anyway. So we're going to kind of keep that canon going and he yeah. just also disappears. Yeah. So Adnan and Mustafa are not happy. They get in that ring and they start hammering away a slaughter in a big way. In a so big where, so where, like, so Hogan won, but it's not the usual Hogan must pose scenario. Like he's actually leaving. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So this is where, yeah, this is where I want. This is where I'm going to need your 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 script, your screenwriting here. <laughs> maybe he's still kind of coming too. Like it took a lot out of. Him. So like him and Duggan are maybe on the outside kind of like getting it together. But it's like a spot. It's a definite spot where like you don't hit the real American music yet. You've got like Slaughter getting hammered. Mm -hmm. Just Mm -hmm. getting hammered. To the point where, because I think when you think about what Slaughter did for the company, the fact that he was a spoke, not only on GI Joe, but like a spokesperson, like he was the commercial bumper, right? Like he was very visible. Like he took a major career risk to mm-hmm. do what he did. His for family did. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, right. Like that's you, yeah. You couldn't do that today. Mm-hmm. So I feel like at the biggest stage in SummerSlam in Madison Square Garden, we are going to allow Slaughter to get the real public face turn he deserves. Because like they did all those like little vignettes of him visiting the monuments and he wants his country back and stuff. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say that was that was it, right? Yeah, like that's all it was. Like you randomly saw him visiting like the tomb of the unknown soldier and like saluting and stuff. Right. So like this would have been a really public way to basically say, We're moving forward. Mm-hmm. So Slaughter's getting hammered. Hogan and Duggan make the save. Oh, you might have some different interpretations for how this happens. Yeah. But ultimately, Adnan and Mustafa are like pounded out of the ring. They're gone. Slaughter's not feeling too good. So Duggan's going to kind of assist him out. Mm-hmm. And that's going to start the Duggan Slaughter tag team, which right, happened. Right, anyway. right. You can have a little Slaughter Duggan disasters matches to kind of build up the disasters to get mm-hmm. to LOD. So that, that piece is in place. Mm-hmm. And then you got Hogan solo MSG posing. And then you're getting ready for the match made in, in heaven. Q Macaulay Culkin. He's got to get the ring ready. <laughs> you know? so like, nice. I, I feel like that. I don't know. Is that any better? Like, what do you think? Like, um, what are your thoughts on it? How would you see the match going? Yeah, I mean, when you say better, like the actual end of SummerSlam 91 was Hogan and Sid posing and like, and Warrior, you know, took off. So, yeah, we'll keep that in there. Um, I like the the whole natural disasters thing of like building them up and not just putting them against the Bushwhackers who they will crush, you know. Um, I, I, I really like putting Slaughter over as a heel, I mean, as a face, like in the public eye, not on not on the vignettes on Wrestling Challenge and whatnot, because that was like, you know, kind of like unwarranted. Like, where'd this come from? Like, you know, yeah. like, there was no sign of this. Like, he, I mean, he lost to Hogan twice now, but then all of a sudden, you know, he just starts visiting the monuments or whatever. Like, it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> greatly done, but like, um, 
So I'm thinking, I, I mean, the, the scenario is great. I'm thinking that you get more, a little more, I was thinking you get more, a little more out of Hacksaw. Cause what, and I was thinking, what was, what was Hacksaw doing at seven? Was he in like a match with like Volkov, like a tag match with like somebody against Volkov and another Russian guy or, or like, or like the Orient, the Orient Express or something? Or was it him, him and Vol Nick, uh, Volkov? Volkov. Post, it was like post Cold War. Yeah. Um, I want to say like they, they fought the Orient Express or something like that. I want to say. was. Because uh it's so it's just so random what duggan does <laughs> yeah there's so many matches i'm looking at this oh yeah the card i'm the thinking card. that was six mm. yeah duggan is not at seven really duggan i remember is... i remember um what what pay-per-view then was it it wasn't survivor series like where slaughter had his team and like his team got eliminated like real quick besides him and then Tito uh, like went over in the end but what was what was the pay-per-view where Duggan and uh Volkov like sang together like they sang right. I, I thought it was seven I could have swore that Duggan was a part of seven in that way Oh, I am sure our listeners are like, guys, it's the, <laughs> what the heck. <laughs> you are totally SummerSlam 90. Really? Oh, Whole wow. year before. A year ago. Wow. Whole year before that. Gotcha. So he was, so that maybe he was not at seven at all. He was not at seven at all. Wow. You had so 15 matches at that and you don't have Duggan. And you don't have you don't actually have him at SummerSlam '91, right? So where was he during this whole time? <laughs> Seriously, I'll I'll ask you about that in a little bit, maybe at the end. But yeah, they beat Bjorn Express at so, SummerSlam '90, three minutes and twenty-two seconds too. So that's not even gotcha. a gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, like I said, I think you get a little bit more out of Duggan in this, and I think for the face turn to happen for Slaughter. You get you you got Duggan and Slaughter need some Hogan dust right now. Yes. <laughs> so <Right. laughs> I think you get the scenario where um like Hogan took a beating in the match. Hogan goes over at the end. Like when Hogan's hulking up at the end and, and like getting in his usual, his punches, the big boot leg drop, disasters are gone. And uh Mustafa and Adnan see what's happening. So they're like, like we kind of said, Duggan needs to do something about them because they're like starting to get up on the apron and start, like, starting to get in the ring. So Duggan rushes around and like get, hits them with a two by four even, or, or yeah, like they're not in the match. So he can use the two by four on them. So like the crowd's going crazy. He's got a two by four, hits, hits them off the apron. Hogan does his, does his shtick. One, two, three, it's over. And then, like you said, Hogan... Hogan and Duggan, um, like Hogan's still like kind of like even though he hulked up, he's kind of like spent. So yeah. like Duggan, they like they don't celebrate as long as Hogan usually does. So um no no, you know what? They they celebrate by 
they they grab the American flag. They're in the ring. Slaughter has just lost. Adnan and Mustafa are kind of on the floor, like getting up from getting getting the two by four, but they're like kind of getting up. Slaughter's in the corner. Hogan and Hogan and Duggan start celebrating and waving the American flag. Take turns waving the American flag. Slaughter is in the corner and like kind of like is coming to and like is just watching them. Like watching Hogan and Duggan wave the American flag in front of the people. And this is the second time that like Slaughter could not beat Hogan. He could not beat the American hero, the immortal Hulk Hogan. So he's just watching and he's just like, kind of like watching them and kind of just like shaking his head. Almost like a, what have I done type of thing? Like, okay, what am I doing type of thing? And then, so they- Oh, I like where you're going with this. They kind of like, they're they're waving the American flag and they kind of like, they kind of like glance at him in the corner, but not not so much. And then they start leaving. Like they Hogan and Hogan and uh, Duggan leave the ring. They're like they they start going in the aisle way. They're high five and everyone that's like leaning over the aisle way. Like oh, yeah. they got the American flag. They're you know they're going nuts. This is where like you said, uh, Mustafa and Adnan are mad and they get in the ring. Slaughter's just in the corner in like the fetal position like just just like oh yeah doesn't know what to think and then they start like you know bad mouthing them and yelling at them and then they attack like they start attack slaughter because he couldn't get the job done like he right, twice uh, yeah twice so they started attack slaughter and then um you know duggan and hogan kind of like double do a double take and they see what's going on they see like they're attacking slaughter and they're like looking at each other. They're looking at the crowd. The crowd, yes. the crowd starts like you know getting up, like almost like you know maybe telling them that they should go. They should go <laughs> back to the ring. And they're kind of still. They're kind of shady about it. They don't know what to do. But then finally, the attack is just too much, and they they run to the ring and they get. They actually make the save for slaughter. They get Mustafa and Adnan out of there, and. Uh, they get them out of there, but they don't know really what to do with slaughter. They don't. They don't go to like re, like help them up right away. Or right. Anything. They they don't know what to think about them because the Iraqi turncoat has made their life, you know, horrible for the last like however many months. Right. And they, you know, he he burned the Hogan the Hulk rules shirt. He burned right. he burned the American flag and all this stuff. And uh, but like slaughter, you know, he sees what happened, and Hogan and Hogan and Duggan like kind of look at each other. They're just kind of looking around. They're looking at the crowd and they still have the American flag that they were waving. Yes. So, so Slaughter kind of like comes to and, and they're kind of like, you can't hear them because there's no microphone, but they're kind of like saying stuff to Slaughter. Slaughter's not saying anything back, but Hogan's like, you know, enough is enough. Like, are you like, are you gonna come to our side or what? Like enough is enough already. Like this is the USA. You gotta, you gotta be all in. You gotta support the United States of America. And then ultimately, um, you know, they start, they start waving the flag again. And then Hogan does the, the hand to the ear, like asking the crowd, pointing to slaughter. Like, yes. do you want to see Slaughter wave this American flag? Oh, you know he's going to sell the heck out of that. Yeah. <laughs> and they they kind of, you know, reluctantly, but officially, like, 
eventually hand slaughter the big American flag and slaughter like has it in his hand and everyone's just like going crazy for oh, him yeah, to win. Like, shakes his head like Nas, yes, and then yep. just, and just like, fire and, and again. And then, and then you get the pose for all of them. Oh, fine. This is when the fireworks start going. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is when you get this is fireworks level. So, yeah, like, so, it, yeah. So then you could eventually get. I, I hope you could get Duggan and Slaughter more over as a tag team after that. Yeah, I like them. As yeah. there was talk about them possibly taking on Money Inc at WrestleMania Eight, like actually having some juice with this. But yeah, uh, I like I've said it before. If Hogan and if, if Duggan and Slaughter are teaming up, that is peak. WWF for me. Yeah. <laughs> Just peak. Um, so that was my thought. Yeah. You know, um, because yeah. I've been thinking about like what could you do differently and how do you keep the same idea of having a tag match? You know, the title's on the line. You know, you're not having Hogan Warrior. There's nobody really to put him against because this is like a crazy thing to think about. Mm-hmm. So Hogan beat Slaughter at WrestleMania 7. The first Hogan pay-per-view title defense of that reign is Survivor Series 91 against The Undertaker, who wrestles Snuka, basically Jobber Snuka by that time. He is not on the card at SummerSlam 91. Like, what is the booking doing here? Like, put him against anybody. Yeah. Call Kerry Von Erich and just put him over, right? You know, I don't know. I mean, you could, like, you could have put him in that match. You could have put him in the match made in hell, <laughs> like somehow, instead of the triangle of terror, he's, yes. pretty, he's pretty terrorizing at that moment. And and he supposedly fought the warrior at every house show that summer. So go so for that, it. That, that's another, let's say, hey, let's, let, let, let's roll with that real quick. Yeah. Could you have seen, now here's the problem with that, I think though. If you go slaughter with Undertaker, you roll the dice putting Undertaker with Slaughter where he was at that time mm-hmm. and associating the Undertaker with the, the politics of Slaughter at the time. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like thinking like you've got potential. Whereas like, I mean, the, disa- the natural disasters, like I think you could frame it up where they're just mm-hmm. kind of like, we're on this. but it is a gamble, but you're right. I mean, Undertaker, Slaughter, Hogan, Warrior. Yeah. That's you, a match. Yeah, and you're like more often than not, you do see this that they they put two two singles feuds together for an ultimate tag match. Like Warrior Undertaker was supposed to be the feud that somehow got to a pay per view that never did. Yes, and never even made like a wrestling challenger or superstars to my knowledge. But um, and then obviously you know do Slaughter and Hogan one more time, um, you know as kind of a rematch type thing, but. But I could see that. I was trying to think if you would put, you would still make it a handicap match and put like one of those guys in there, like Mustafa or Adnan. But I think if you just had the Undertaker and Slaughter, I think, I think you could do it. But yeah, it, like putting them together, like, you know, Hogan and Warrior are going to work better than those two probably. Like, you know, Undertaker doesn't really know, you know, he was more of a uh, mysterious character. He, like, obviously he debuted on it as a tag team and a tag team match at a survivor series but like he you know didn't talk to anybody he would like tag tag weird like yeah. he, would, he would put his he would put his hand out and be like <laughs> and you know open up his open up his glove fist when the when the tag was coming but it would be it would be weird but it would be i mean 
we always thought that he should be on that pay-per-view. So, yeah. And it also sets up, if you do it right, Hogan and Undertaker in right. the ring, which sets up the greatest challenge at Survivor right. Series 91. So yep. I think that is another rebooking option. I think the only challenge with that, I, I really think is, are you risking putting the warrior, I'm putting the Undertaker, I'm sorry, in that spot with that whole political stew? Right. Would he be labeled or would he have to say or do things? Yeah. You know, to, to get heat in that match. Um, so that's, that's definitely a, a consideration, but I, I definitely think like the fact that like you have a hot heel, like the undertaker, not at SummerSlam 91. Yeah. Mm. I know. <laughs> it, it, was, it was, yeah, he needs, he needed to be there. Cause then, like you said, he gets a title shot the next, the next uh, pay-per-view kind of out of nowhere. But yeah. I mean, here, like, let, let's just, let's just stick with the original match made in hell. Think about who we just pulled. Mm-hmm. Duggan Undertaker. Duggan puts over Undertaker. Mm-hmm. I mean, Duggan, you know, he Undertaker no sells the running clothesline. Like, there were opportunities to put awesome stars in front of large audiences. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this: Do you think that speaks to the depth of the World Wrestling Federation at the time, or does that speak to bad booking? You mean the fact that he wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. I, like, you don't know the, any backstory of why they would keep him out of a pay-per-view coming off of, like, he's still undefeated, coming off of beating Snook at seven, and I'm pretty sure wrestling on the shows. Like, oh, yeah, because he was shows. putting people in the bags. Like, he yeah, was, yeah. was regular. So that, like we said, that, that whole pay-per-view was, like, epic. Like, three titles changing hands, a jailed house match, like, match made in heaven match made in hell like like i guess if he wasn't i guess you don't want him to be in a match on that pay-per-view that wasn't about anything but so you i mean if he's like your next challenger to hogan then that does make sense to put him in that that match you know despite the political ramifications but I don't know how I don't know how you include him in like with especially with our rebooking. I don't know who I don't know how you include him in the pay-per-view without being against Hogan in some way. I don't know. Yeah. Cause I don't think you would put because I mean you, you got Piper in the booth. I, I don't but I don't Yeah. I was thinking when you were when you're describing your rebooking, since you don't have Sid as the enforcer, you have Piper as the ref. Oh. <laughs> Love it. That's a, okay. That's a fun one. That's a fun one. Yep. I like that. I so like let me that. let me ask let me ask you a question. Yeah. So you you are the um, you know the mid card heel fan. Oh my god. You love those. You love the model IRS. Those guys all day every day. During during especially like the Hasbro figure uh, episode and like this episode. I feel like you're a closet Duggan fan. And and like I feel like not only do you think they could have got more out of Duggan, but I feel like you think you you feel that he could have been like, you know, 
he could have been like more than Hogan's. Like he was, I think they they labeled um, Tugboat like Hogan's like you know best friend at one time or whatever, and then yeah. Beefcake or whatever. But I feel like you you think that Duggan. I want you to expand on Duggan a little bit more because you had him going against Ric Flair, Rick going over on Ric Flair. You have him, you have him in the the in this scenario <laughs> to to like really put them over as a tag team, him and Slaughter, yeah. and being with Hogan or whatever. Like, what do you what do you really think about Hacksaw Jim Duggan? <laughs> do you do you, you admire him as much as much as you do these mid card uh, heels? <laughs> I all right, so I, I think being of the same age that we are and you just did it earlier in the show people did the hoe a lot if, I mean, <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah. i mean that is amazing mm-hmm. and, and to be like in uh nine ten years old and watching this like there was a pop for him yeah. like that's huge <laughs> um the two by four fascinating <laughs> the theme song is epic yeah it on that like it is just absurd it's absurd <laughs> so like it's huge the name is just awesome like, yeah. <laughs> like it's just great and then like everything he did i feel like for not having like a really like quote unquote defined gimmick yeah he had an unbelievable gimmick like we were talking about this just before this episode think about the superstars the album mm-hmm. his song on that hacksaw jim duggan but beats people up <laughs> and he's like remember like in the song he's like i'm in the back i'm lacing up my boots you know this guy's gonna give a little hacksaw run for his money yeah. two by four he got my american flag like there is something so endearing um yeah i because I feel like it's the total opposite of an IRS or a model. <laughs> it is the foil. It, it is the, actually, you're right. It is the antithesis yes. of all of those things. And to that the model, point, the model would be like, he has no class. Has oh, no class. Dude, Paxo would be hammering away at the model. Like he would be, yeah, exactly. He would completely eat him alive. And I remember the arc all right do you remember this one this is this is awesome here now we're just we're, we're just freestyling here but <laughs> there was an arc that i think really captured this an arc like an arc like a a short a short feud oh okay spring 93 do you remember hacksaw takes on Shawn michaels yeah intercontinental tight title in back-to-back weeks mm-hmm. the first match he like crushes him and Michaels walks to the back with mm-hmm. the belt and he counts himself out. Mm-hmm. That next week, lumberjack match. You know, like he yeah. was, and then at the same time, like Hacksaw got the got to be the first guy to knock Yokozuna off his feet. Yeah. Right now he gets the bonsai drop and stuff. So like he had an ability, yeah. I think, to really like mix it up. Um, and captivate an audience without, without, without like, you know, you can name, you can name like the moves he did on one hand, like, yeah, like right. punches, clothesline, um, shoulder block, body slam. Like he would do the, the twirling, oh, the twirling the, body the slam. helicopter body yeah. slam. 
<laughs> so much effort for very little return on investment. But every single move was followed with the ho. Yeah. And I dig that. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah, you know, he is, I would say he is a quintessential pro wrestler. Like he doesn't have the makeup. He doesn't have the fancy music as on the moves. He is just very scrappy, very much the underdog. I love your observation because you're totally right. Yes, I think Hacksaw had an unbelievably high ceiling, and I don't think he got an opportunity to reach his potential. Nice. <laughs> I was during 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 your one part there. I was going to interrupt and say, "Oh, wait a minute. Is this hat like is this less about Hacksaw and more about?" Um, like, I feel like you, cause you brought up Hacksaw 93 against Shawn Michaels. I feel like you are, or there's been multiple scenarios talked about in our podcast where you really wanted, really, really wanted somebody to beat Shawn Michaels for that intercontinental title, whether it was Hacksaw, yeah. Tonka, Crush, 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 like, some one of those guys had to get over somehow and finally become the intercontinental champion on Shawn Michaels and it never happened. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Janetti gets it briefly and then yeah. you know he gets suspended and stripped of it, and then Razor wins, beating the model after he wins the battle royal, right, to get the intercontinental title. So yeah, I feel like I feel like there there were some tremendous mid-card faces mm-hmm. in '93 that could have um that had some untapped potential. And that's pretty, that's pretty crazy that like, you know, we talked, we did WrestleMania eight and Hacksaw was in the eight man bathroom match and he doesn't even get in. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't even get in. And then 93, he's getting an intercontinental title match and story with Shawn Michaels. Like he thought that was that, that eight man bathroom match may be the end for him. But right. <laughs> and was, even in 93, he makes the Royal rumble game for Sega Genesis. He's mm-hmm. in that one. Like, he has this like renaissance. He gets another Hasbro figure with the singlet. Yes. Like Hacksaw had this like little 1993 resurgence. Yeah. And I, for one, was happy to see it. Yeah. So I mean, he obviously needed a resurgence during the SummerSlam 91 thing because he wasn't at the pace. (laughs) So we might as well well give old Hacksaw the, the run that he deserves. Yeah, maybe this is less about the match made in hell and maybe more about my feelings about Hacksaw Jim Duggan. <laughs> maybe that's what we've come to the conclusion of. <laughs> Nicely done. That's why we do this. So we yeah. we gotta we gotta play out these scenarios. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for your analysis on that. Um, yeah, thank you. That was a, a match obviously we've thought about a lot from a pay-per-view we really like and stay tuned because we'll do a full, you know, up and down the card of that one at some point. Yeah. But uh, something, uh, something I was thinking about. So I appreciate your perspective. Awesome. Yeah. Stay tuned for more about, I'm sure SummerSlam 91, 92, many more pay-per-views and topics to come on taking it to the mats. Hey, we'll see you next time. <laughs>